Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hey, my name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we are so happy that you can be with us we for are. this podcast. Yes, we're overjoyed. I mean, virtually with us. You're not actually yeah. with us. That'd be great, though, if they could be with us. It would be. Uh, Bob, we were talking... Kind of crowded, but... We were talking this morning, uh, earlier today, about this topic. And the topic today is busyness and burnout in the context of ministry. Yes, we were. Um, I think we've covered a couple topics in this podcast, and... Um, there have been certain topics that have felt like, wow, I hear a lot about this. Um, and burnout is one of them. Mm, Busyness mm, is one of them. Mm. Um, not even in ministry, but just in our own lives. We you, just You mean people like talking to you? Like like friends of mine that are worship leaders yes. okay. in their context. Yeah, yeah. And guys that I've known over the years um, that have been in situations where they're busy, their tight schedules have brought them to yes. burnout. Yes, um, so I just thought, man, that would be applicable for today. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bob, you've been in pastoral ministry in some form for how many years? Mm, 36, but if you count my years in GLAD, which I do, uh, be 44. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so I, I would imagine I would imagine that you've struggled with packing your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I mean, I pretty much have <laughs> like margins galore in my life. And, so uh, wonderful. Yeah, I yeah, I am a doer. I mean, I love to I love to get things done. We were talking earlier today about um, in one of our meetings about how many times you stayed up all night, and mm. uh, I mean, a couple of people at the table said, "I've never stayed up all night." Right. <laughs> I just yeah. laughed. It's and like, I was like, have you been to college? Are you, well, they had been to college. And I just thought, I mean, I cannot remember how many nights I hmm. stayed up all night. Like, uh, I remember music history tests. I would just not read the book and stay up all night, read the book, and take the test the next morning. Wow. Um, and then after college, I was uh, in GLAD for a number of years, this Christian band back then, late 70s, early 80s. Um, but then as a pastor, I kept writing and arranging for GLAD, and mm. you know, we had increasing number of kids, four or five kids, and I was doing arranging for them as a mm. pastor. And the only time I could do it was at night, and uh, I would, uh, or, you know, Say goodnight to the kids, talk to Julie for a while, and then like at nine, ten o'clock, start arranging. Mm. And you know, sometimes it would go to three or four, but it wouldn't be uncommon for it to go all night. Yeah. And uh, I remember one year we were looking at Christmas lights, and uh, I asked Julie to drive because I couldn't stay awake. I, I had been arranging, and so I had a couple pulled a couple all nighters, and you know, we were driving around looking at lights, and I was just realizing I was falling asleep as I'm driving. <laughs> And so, yeah, I've I've known a little bit of, uh, yeah, feeling like you have a lot to do mm. and uh, not having enough time to get it done. Yeah. Um, and our, our conversation began, I think you asked me this morning, how am I doing? Yeah. And I, I shared that when I woke up, I became, I was immediately aware, and this doesn't happen all the time, uh, but 
for some reason, I was aware of all the things I haven't done, I'm not doing. <laughs> all the things that I'm not, I'm not sure about, all the things that you know are unanswered, all the things that I've yet to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember, well, this morning, I just responded to it uh, much differently than I would have in the past. Hmm. Um, and I said that I needed to get my soul to a place of peace. Hmm. Uh, because I think, you know, to say someone's burnout, they're experiencing burnout, that's just a symptom. Or to say that we're busy, those are just symptoms. I think too often we don't differentiate between a symptom mm-hmm. and the cause of that yeah. symptom, you know? It's, um, it, Jesus said, uh, I think in Mark 7, I'm going to look it up here. Um. Yeah, it just that it's out of the heart that all these things come. Well, let's look at Matthew 15. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. Verse 19, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. Mm. So I often think it's my circumstances that are the reason I'm burned out, or the circumstances that are making me so busy. And it may be that we're doing like way too much, but yeah. it, but it could also be the way we're thinking about what we're doing. Right. So what what was different about this morning than you know ways I've often approached feeling like ah there's so much going on, is I I want to be at a place of peace mm. in the Lord. I I want to get my eyes on the Lord, and so. Uh, a few years ago, I started memorizing psalms, some of the psalms, mm. and uh, that has been so helpful. Mm. Um, because in the morning, as I'm you know getting ready, taking a shower, whatever, I can just be rehearsing a psalm and, and walking through it and just mm-hmm. thinking, okay, these things are true. So this morning I went through Psalm 33, shout for joy in the Lord, are you righteous? Praise befits the upright. Mm. Um, be be glad in the Lord with uh, make music. Be glad in the Lord with a lyre. Make music. Make melody to Him on the harp with ten strings. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Uh, the word of the Lord is upright. Uh, and so I just just started going through what the Psalm says yeah. about you know many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Mm. Uh, that's Psalm thirty four actually, which I was thinking about yesterday. Um, but these these verses that just remind me this is what's true about the Lord. This right. is who He is. Yeah. Um, so then I spent time with the Lord again, just reading through His Word, and I try to take in. A, a bit of the psalm, a, a bit of the, the the word, a good portion of the word, mm-hmm. so that you know whatever it is I think is so important, I realize no, what God is speaking to me here is more important. Yeah. Um, so that then I got to a place where I, I thought, you know what, the Lord's got it in control. Mm. He's he's not. He's not frantically, you know, thinking, "Oh, what's going to happen?" You know, or he's not saying, "Okay, Bob, this is your test. See if you can get all this done." You know, he is with me. Mm-hmm. The, he is he is working in me. He's working through me, and I can trust him. He yeah. is sovereign. He's not forgotten me. So all these things about the Lord that, you know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling like I can't get all this done or things I don't know. Yeah. 
you know, uh, Psalm 131, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Hmm. I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child within me, like a weaned child's my soul within me. Um, that's that's what I want to be. Yeah. I, I want to know I if if I keep staying occupied with things I can't control, things that are too wonderful and marvelous for me. Yeah, too great and marvelous for me. I I'm gonna be anxious. Yeah, I'm gonna be worried. So I think the first place to go is how am I responding to all this? Hmm. And I want to go to the Lord. Yeah. To, to you know, to trust him, to find my refuge in him, those those kinds of things. Yeah, and there's such a temptation, right, when we wake up, to think, okay, this is the list, like this is what I'm gonna get done yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think even when you open the Psalms and you see the Psalms, the dependence on the Lord yes. through the entire Book of Psalms, yeah, is just you know, especially with David, who's being chased and killed, and you know, wants to be <laughs> His killed. His problems are a little more significant than ours, <laughs> than just our busy schedules. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> I think there is that, um, yeah, there's that temptation constantly to think that, uh, well, yeah, it ha- I have to get it done. It has yes. to be done. Yes, you know, and it all has to be done immediately at this time. Yeah, you know, I think it's just a, a problem we face. Well, and one of the reasons. I think we feel that pressure. There are a lot of reasons we can feel that pressure. Mm -hmm. Certainly deadlines will make us feel, you know, the Sunday's coming. Mm -hmm. Okay, I I, got to get ready. You know, it's whatever, Friday, hopefully not, and uh, or Saturday night, hopefully not, and uh, I've got to get this ready. Okay, you do, but you know what? You, you You can trust that the Lord will give you what you need. What is going to hinder him doing that is you feeling like, oh my gosh, I'll look like a moron if I don't get this planned. Hmm. So, so what creeps into us, and I think what brings the anxiety a lot of times is just, what will I look like if I don't, if I don't succeed here? Yeah. If I don't get this done. Yeah. I mean, that, for me, that's a primary cause of anxiety. Hmm. Just what will people think of me? What will they say about me? You know, mm-hmm. how I look to my friends. And, you know, even after you know, next year I've been a Christian 50 years, I've been fighting this sin for decades. Mm. I can still be prone to default to that mm. and just think without even thinking about it, you know. Yeah. What do people think if what well, that's what the anxiety that's what produces the anxiety mm. oftentimes. So if we can go after that. We're we're a long way towards getting rid of that feeling of yeah. oh my gosh I'm overwhelmed I'm gonna... no that God created the heavens from nothing mm-hmm. He spoke a word it all came to be mm-hmm. do, do he he took you know a million some people through the Red Sea uh, you know out of out of the Egyptian army's reach and then they all drowned He, he did that This is the God that we worship. Do you do we not think that he can handle this song list that we're putting together mm-hmm. or you know whatever whatever issue it is in your life yeah. do we not think that he can handle that yeah we just forget yeah we we just and one of the reasons we forget is because we're more concerned with what people think than with what God thinks yeah yeah I mean there's a verse in John 5:44 it says Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and he says, how can you believe 
If you accept the praise that comes from one another, yet make no effort to obtain yeah. the praise that comes from the only God. Mm-hmm. So, so craving the approval and the praise of people is a deterrent to faith in God. Right. So the more I want people to love me and praise me and worship me and say, oh, there's such a great whatever, the harder it will be for me to believe God cares for me. God knows about me, God loves me, God is for me, God is working in me, God is working through me. I've seen a direct connection to that. Hmm. So I think one of the questions we can ask when we're feeling overwhelmed and feeling like, I'm just burned out, is why are you doing what you're doing? Hmm. Who are you doing it for? You know, Jesus said... Matthew eleven twenty eight. you know, come to me. This is just so amazing. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. Yeah. What a promise. Take my yoke upon me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, hmm. and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy hmm. and my burden is light. That those three verses are such they 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 offer such hope mm-hmm. to anyone who is struggling with feeling I'm so busy I'm so busy or I'm burned out I can't do this anymore. Now we're just looking at one of the causes of burnout. Yeah, there yeah. there are other ones, but yeah. but I think this is the primary one. Yeah, Jesus is saying, you know what? Maybe you have your own yoke. That you're carrying. Maybe you're carrying the yoke of people's praise. Mm-hmm. That's not going to give you grace. Yeah. That's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel burned out. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon you. Why? What, what, what is your yoke like, Jesus? Well, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. Mm. I'm humble. I don't do anything my father doesn't tell me to do. Mm. Which gets to another reason. I mean, maybe we won't move there yet, but... Another reason is that we're not doing stuff the Father has told us to do. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're a busy guy. You do yeah. stuff. <laughs> you do <laughs> you stuff. You do a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, I think... Um, what, what are some of the motivations that you have that you realize, oh, that's wrong? Yeah. I, I mean, so often, um, so often I feel like there's the temptation to uh, to equate. Well, I'm su- I'm busy, so I'm successful. Huh? You know, I'm working so hard, and I'm yeah. holding all these things together that this I'm successful in this position, mm. whatever it is. You know, and and it take yourself out of a ministry context in terms of like worship leading. It's maybe it's your job. Mm. You know, I I I'm successful in my job, or and, a mom. Yeah, or a mom, I'm or a successful mom. Yeah, and and I think I think that pride can and can creep in and say, uh, "You got this. Mm, mm. Like you're not. You, you don't need anybody's help or anyone else's. Mm. You're not dependent on anyone." It's it we, it feels bad to feel dependent. Yeah, it's weak. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't want I know to. That <laughs> we don't want to be weak. We want to be strong and successful. Unless we thought of it. Like I'll be weak. <laughs> yeah. See how weak I am, brothers, sisters. See how see how weak, what a weak person. That's fine. Right. But when someone else kind of says, you know what, you need help. Yeah. 
that doesn't feel as good. Yeah. And I think it's because we want to look great in our weakness, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's even a redefining of, uh, who said that's successful? How is that successful? Mm. Is that really success? Doing a lot of things is successful. Yes. And maybe you're doing the wrong things. Right. I mean, I've talked to people who've come to the church, who different churches I've been a part of, and said, yeah, I burned out at my last church. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we're not doing that to people, um, because we want to make room for you know a, 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 an individual's personal life. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And when someone's serving on the music team, I want to be very conscious of the seasons of life, mm-hmm. and not make the the band like this kind of commitment. Like if you're committed to the Lord and if you're committed to the church, you will be here for rehearsals. Yeah. I I don't think that's. Legitimate. Mm. I don't think that's even biblical. Yeah. You know, I mean, you certainly can make those kind of standards, have those kind of standards in your church, but I'm not sure where you find that in the Bible. Right. The, and it feels like you're putting a, a burden too heavy for people yes. to really carry. You know, they're working jobs, they're, they're parents. That's right. And that's it's right. not void of responsibility and being faithful, because we're called to be right. faithful right. in our context, but it's. Again, as a as a as a leader of music, what's the priority? It's the priority that mm. the band mm. is is tight and perfect and arranged mm. on a Sunday morning, mm. or is it that we're serving one another? Hmm. You know, we're serving each other well, as a band and we're serving our congregation. Yeah, I think you can answer that biblically and say. <laughs> I mean, there's nowhere in Scripture where, especially in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Where you you get the impression, or, or it's, it's spelled out that you know what what people really need on Sunday mornings is a is a extremely rehearsed, yeah. finely tuned, tight yeah. band with incredible vocals, with with you know tracks behind them where it sounds amazing. There's nowhere in the Bible where where you give you get that impression. Yeah. What what we need is the work of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. We need to see the glory of Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18, you know, uh, now beholding the glory of the Lord. We're all being transformed into the same... With unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. That's what we're beholding, the glory of the Lord, and being transformed into that image from one degree of glory to the next. Where's the glory? You know, is the glory in our production, and as the glory in our productivity, to the point of what we're talking about, yeah, is the glory in how much we're doing. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's not. Right. It is in the glory of Christ. It's in, it's in the truth of His Word. Yeah. As the Spirit opens our eyes to see what Jesus has done, who He is and what He's done, yeah, and see the preciousness of of his word. Yeah. You know, I, as, uh, I just um, have been working with Psalm 19 and, and, and just wanting to memorize it. I haven't memorized the whole thing, but it's, it's been a, just so sweet to mm. remember that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. All these things that we want to happen, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So if you feel dumb, oh, test me the Lord will make it wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Mm. You want you want joy? 
Well, think about the word of the Lord. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlighten the eyes. You want to get wisdom? Fan the Lord. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. You want something that will really last? Oh, it's, it's, the, Lord, it's the word of the Lord. Hmm. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Hmm. More to be desired are they than gold. Even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, than the drippings of the honeycomb. Mm. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. I mean, there's so much we are promised from the word of God. Mm -hmm. And we think when people gather on a Sunday morning that what they need is our finely tuned arrangements and great (laughs) vocals and cool licks. I'm sorry, they don't need that. Is it enjoyable? Sure. Is it fun to listen to? Yeah. Can it be emotionally stirring? Yes. Does it show them the glory of Christ? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. You know, right. so we've moved off a little bit from that productivity. That, but but the way it relates to that is, yep. people can live with so much pressure yeah. to produce, 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 and try to put on happy faces. They're doing it, and you go, "Is that what the Lord has called you to?" Mm-hmm. I re- I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast or not, but I remember receiving a, an email from a guy years ago. He said, "My wife is found out she has cancer." And she's struggling, and you know, with with chemo, and you know, these different treatments, and and I have to, I do the arrangements for our band each week, mm. you know, and I'm feeling this tension, this pressure between, you know, should I care for my wife or should I do these arrangements? And I emailed him right away and said, stop doing the arrangements, yeah, care for your wife, you know, if you can't do both of those, and if there's a tension, if there's a pull, yeah, brother, there is, it's not a question. Yeah, it, that's an easy answer. This is a no-brainer. Yeah, um, because God doesn't say to do arrangements for your Sunday meeting. He does say to care for your wife. Right, for sure. That's an easy one. Now, if you can do both, great. Yeah, it's not either or, but in this case, it seemed to be. Yeah. So, are you doing related to burnout and business? Are you doing the things that the Lord has told you to do? Yes, absolutely. And and what is motivating? you know, your your reasons of wanting to do more and do so much. Right. Yeah, that, what's yeah. the motivation? And you're talking about the heart there. Um, so in this in this conversation of of burnout, um, I guess there would I would imagine that there would be people listening to this that um, feel pressure from their full-time salaries in their mm. church. I'm mm. predominantly now talking about uh, leaders of music in their church, right. okay? They're, or it's a full-time salary, or it's a, it's a pastor's expectations of them. Like another pastor's expectations. Yes. Maybe yeah. the lead pastor's expectations yeah, of, yeah. you're the worship guy, you're paid full-time, and... You know, so how would you encourage, and what mm. would you say to those leaders that are feeling... Either the weight of their full-time salary, I'm getting paid to do this, yeah, I have to do more, yeah, I, yeah, it has to equal yeah, up, yeah, yeah. or a pastor's expectations of, so what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you just playing the songs, right? That takes a couple hours? Right. What are you right. doing the rest of your time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how would, you, how would you encourage those leaders? Okay, so that's two categories, mm-hmm. and the first one is a full-time leader who feels like uh, they it's should... his job. It's yeah, his full time job. job. Yeah, so yeah. I have to fill my, I have to pack my time yeah. to make my job, you know, make sense. Well, you know, we always want to start with how does God views that? How does God view this? You know, how does He view what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. 
And I would say, you know, there's there's a case to be made in the New Testament for pastors, those, those who care for the flock, to be paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul makes a strong argument for it uh, in a number of places. And um, uh, so that's, that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't change, like, what God's desires are for you as a member of that church. Right. So, so if, you're, if you're there being paid as part of your church, and you're thinking, you know, I, I got to make this worth it. I gotta, you know, I gotta do stuff. I gotta make up stuff to, you know, make make it worth me getting a salary for this. Yeah, Th- that's that's the wrong way to think about this. Mm. You should be thinking, how how would I serve the church, whether I was paid or not? How would I want to serve the church, whether mm-hmm. I was paid or not? How do I shepherd the flock? How do I care for them? How do I lead them to Christ? And then all the things you're paid to do just become a means. Uh, of doing that, and I think a lot of times we just add all these other, this all this this other stuff For that sure. makes us feel busy, makes us feel important. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe you shouldn't even be. <laughs> I'm sure people appreciate me saying this. Maybe you shouldn't even be paid full time. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not a full time job. Hmm. Maybe you know you were hired to do something 40 hours a week, 45 hours a week, whatever, and. And you're realizing, yeah, this is really only a 25-hour-a-week job. Hmm. But I got a family. I got... I mean, I can't speak to that situation broadly. Yeah. But it's worth asking the question, Mm -hmm. you know, am I just doing busy work or am I serving God's purposes for His church? Because I think in a lot of churches there are individuals who are doing busy work. Yeah. You know, they're doing a lot of stuff. It's, you know, making... It's taking time to do it, and... It's not necessarily what's serving the church. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. And I think it can lead to burnout because oh, absolutely because you're absolutely. spending so many plates mm. out of out of a out of a pressure, almost a fear of man. Yeah, uh, of what your pastors think or what keep. your elders think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I think that's a great analysis of you know how do I think it through myself. So yeah, if it's, if it's just your full-time job and you, you want to be worthy of it, well, you need bigger reasons than a paycheck mm-hmm. to determine what you're going to do. Yeah, well said. They, they've got to be motivated by God's Word. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's, you know, your pastors should be helping you with that. So to the pastor's point, or the point you were making, or the question you were asking about the pastor, Yeah. Th- again, first place I'd go, we should go is to our hearts. Mm. Because it may be that your pastor is asking you to do legitimate things, and the reason you're having such a hard time doing it is because you want his praise more than you want the praise of the Lord. Mm. And so, you know, you're always feeling any question you're asked is like a threat, and yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, you feel like he's always breathing down your neck, and he might be just trying to help you. Mm. Um, so go to your heart first. Ask, what are my motives for doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. A- am I really weighing what he's saying, ask me to do in light of? You know my responsibility to serve him and to make it a joy for him to lead me, and you know yeah. all those things. Yeah, we just too easily default to well, the problem's my pastor. You know, uh, so don't go there. Ask questions mm-hmm. about your heart first. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there can be you know senior pastors who demand more of their full-time employees or even part-time employees than they should, and. I think that just requires an honest conversation, hmm. you know, where you're saying, you go humbly, you go joyfully, 
you go with the attitude of, I really want to serve here. I want to make you a success. I want to, you know, make this church a success. I can't accomplish everything you're asking me to do. So, given the time I'm supposed to be working, so what what would you have me give up? Yeah. So make make your senior pastor, give them the opportunity to say, well, the, this is the priority. Yeah. Um, you know, people have asked me that, and I so appreciate it. Just, I can't do these two things. What What's the most important thing? Yeah. Um, that that will at least engage you in the conversation. It may be he would say, oh, that's not important. Mm-hmm. But but weigh everything you're doing and just say, what's legitimate? What What should I really be doing? And if it comes to the place where, you know, the pastor says, you know, it may be his vision for what you're doing is totally different from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to guys who say, yeah, I want a simpler, um, you know, more, um, they would say, biblical, you know, model for how we how we think about singing on Sundays, yeah. where the pastor's saying, I want big production, I want big, yes. you know, right. all these right. things. Um, that just may not be the church you should be at. Yeah. And that's through a number of conversations, yeah. you know, you look at your heart, but it may be that you realize, wow, this is just not where I should be. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah, You want to be where the Lord wants you. And you certainly don't want to be undermining your pastor and fighting against him all the time. Um, but you know, to, at the end, when we get to the end of our lives, I love this, that the Lord says, you know, we're going to hear... Well done, good and faithful servant. Now that's all going to be by grace. It's going to be based on the finished work of Christ, mm-hmm. His perfect life, His substitutionary death, His victorious resurrection. That's why we're going to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Well done, good and faithful servant. He's not going to say, "Well done, good and productive servant." Hmm. He, that's not going to be, you know, the word. Mm-hmm. Product. You produced a lot, not because the parable of the talents. They hmm. produced different. Hmm. They had different fruit. Mm, that's good. But they were all faithful. Yeah. And, you know, I think as we're seeking to be faithful by the Lord's grace, by His mercy, uh, we're going to be able to address burnout and busyness in a way that I think honors the Lord and serves those around us. Yes. Oh, man. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for this conversation. Uh, and I love that it's just an extension of what we have been talking about. Uh, hey, what are things that we're processing that we've experienced in ministry, and I'm sure other people are experiencing yes, in ministry? Yeah, yeah. Oh, without and it. to encourage pastors that um, feel burnt out or on the edge of burnt out or feel like they're carrying such a weight, that passage is such an encouragement to our souls that the Lord promises rest. Amen. Amen. He, he says, "Come rest. to me. Come yeah. to me. Don't run. Don't run from me. Yeah. Come to me." So, yeah, those are rich words. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.